Texas on Radio 3 with After All. Right, let's turn to the next part of today's program. Now, in today's show, uh, with on brunch, food and drink reporter Andrew Dambina interviews wine producer and president of a consortium of nine Italian wine regions, Matteo Asheri, who was in Hong Kong last week, a day after presenting in the wines in Shanghai. Uh, these events were part of the Barolo and Barbaresco Wine World Tour, and they also discussed the differences between the prized Barolo and the Barbaresco Wine Touch on food pairing. I'm the president of the consortium Barolo Barbaresco Alba Langedogliani. Now, to be clear for our listeners who may not all be familiar with the wines from the regions that you just mentioned, or sub-region as well, this is in the southern parts of Piedmont in northern Italy, right? Yeah, northwest of Italy, Piemonte, that means at the end at the footstep of the mountains, and you are in the southern part of the region, so the most important uh, part for the production of the wines. Maybe our listeners will be familiar with one or two of the names that you mentioned, such as Barolo and uh, Barbaresco, yes. which are two of some of the most prized wines among fine wine drinkers. Why is it using the Nebbiolo grape in the microclimate of that part of Piedmont that these wines get such admiration? Yeah, you're right. We are almost unique. Talking about the wines is important quality, of course, but quality is necessary is not enough. The most important thing is to be recognizable. We are recognized by uh, our local grapes, so Nebbioli is a native varietal. Second, we are lucky because this grape is not producing great wines in other parts, with the exception of Piemonte. And third, monovarietal wines. So wines are very peculiar because are made only with one varietal. Mm. And we can add to this also another important aspect, much more cultural and historical family business, so small wineries. So really personal interpretation in the production of the wine. Right. Now, when people also think about Italian wine, there are other grapes that aren't maybe used in the region of Piedmonte, such, um, such as Sangiovese, which is more from Tuscany. How do you, representing the wines of northeast Italy, compare the structure and the finesse of the wines from these two places? In Tuscany, I don't like to say this too loudly, but they even call them super Tuscan wines. Why aren't they called super Piedmonte wines? Because in Piemonte we have a lot of understatement. We we like to speak with to the people through what we are doing. So the message is really in the bottle, not through the words. Exactly, because you know you know our society of course is based on communication. But I believe that the most important thing is if you like to say something to the to the people to the customers, you have to do it. I mean, that that is the most important thing. And we are very special for these kind of reasons. Italy is a patchwork at the, at the end, regarding uh, culturally, but also climatically for different kinds of soils, and also regarding the different kind of varietals. And so we are working with our own grapes. Nebbiolo is the most important, but then we are also Barbera, Dolcetto, Arnais, for the wise, Cortese. So that makes Piemonte different from the others, but then each region is different from each other.
Now, if your consortium itself is representing a lot of wines from the region, how many exactly? We are representing nine denominations. The most important, the most known, Barolo and Barbaresco, but then we have Nebbiolo d'Alba, Barbera d'Alba, Dolcetto d'Alba, a huge denomination, important, that is called Lange, and yep. then Dogliani, Diano and Pelaverga. The total amount of production under the nine denominations is 66 million bottles uh, made uh, with uh, 10,000 hectares of vineyards. Actually, some of the grape varieties that you've mentioned are not as well known in this part of the world. Dolcetto that you mentioned, for example, which I know has been transplanted to California and some of the, some of the winemakers are using it over there. In this part of the world, I think the Barolo and the Barbaresco and maybe Alba will be known a little bit. So how was your expectation of the consumer familiarity in Hong Kong and in Shanghai where you just spent a trip presenting your wines before coming to Hong Kong? Yeah, basically there are two different markets. Uh, Hong Kong is already a mature market. It knows us. Well, we know also a little bit more of Hong Kong. Why China is really something completely new. Mm. So the most important thing on the Chinese market, first of all, is to learn something, to understand, and to start to promote our wines in the best way. Uh, wines are, uh, at the end of the day, testimonials of our land. So selling the wine to the world, we are representing a part of the world very special. And this is the most important thing. I already talked about uh, uh, to be recognizable. Good wines you can source everywhere in the world. Uh, most of them are made with the same varietals, the so-called international grapes, mm. the same know-how, same technology, same consultants. So if you taste a wine in a blind way, is sometimes difficult, or very often difficult to understand from which continent this mm. wine comes from. Why, when you taste a wine, you have to understand basically peculiar things. Where this wine come from in the world? What kind of varietal has been used? And we are lucky because we are local grapes. And third, what is the philosophy of the producer? So to have really personal things. Mm. It's like when you cook, you know, great ingredients. If you then add to the dish, many other things, the mm. risk is to cover the natural taste of these ingredients. And for the wine, it's exactly the same. If you have great grapes, there's no need to add too much technology, too much additives, too much wood, and so on. Well, that's an interesting point. In Italy now, or in your region of, uh, regions of Piedmonte, are there, is there a, an attempt to bring out as much of the natural uh, terroir to use the you know the, the words that we're always hearing the French word um, or is there a lot of oak used or other ways of fermentation which do impart some flavor? The development regarding techniques and others and the oak use was huge in the last 30-40 years yeah. but now the approach is exactly this is to be very soft in the extraction and also in the in the cellar to maintain much more the natural characteristics otherwise we are competing against mm. many many other wines and there is no reason to, to have this is exactly like the cuisine italian cuisine piedmontese in this occasion cuisine mm. or other has to be based on tradition characteristic ingredients and for the wine is exactly the same is to have something that is coming from far away representing one unique region and one unique taste well, perhaps we can compare the difference of the result of Barolo and Barbaresco, both made with the same grape, Nebbiolo, and both from slightly different regions. How would you differentiate them? Uh, Barolo has more structure, more complexity, higher acidity, different tannic grape. The Barbaresco is 
little bit smoother, much more feminine style, okay. easier to understand, soft, powerful wines, but at the same time elegant. So to put together elegance and uh, power is really complicated, and this is our challenge. Nebbiolo can give us this opportunity. For the Barbaresco, easier, for the Barolo with more complexity. So it's, it's a matter of taste of the consumers. Maybe they can start with Barbaresco mm. to be introduced to this varietal Nebbiolo and then to uh, start to know Barolo. Did you get the chance to get many quick feedback comments when you were in Shanghai? Well, we're meeting one day after you were there. Yeah, of course, they are not easy wines, so we need that. There is an evolution. Normally, when you start to approach the wine, uh, to be a wine connoisseur, you start with simpler things. But then when you're a little bit tired of the same taste, it's time to approach much more uh, interesting varietals, and this is our time. So our idea is to present, to explain who we are. Yeah. It's like when you are in a museum, when you see a, a nice painting, mm. you see certain things. But when you listen also the explanation why the painter used these techniques, this color, this subject, you learn more. So it is, it is, uh, this is exactly our aim, is uh, to explain and to, to present these uh, special wines. And then little by little we hope that people start to appreciate these kind of characteristics. Mm. Hong Kong is a different situation for sure. It's something that uh, already the, the knowledge on our wines is much, much higher. Yeah. Barolo is produced every year in 14.5 millions of bottles, Barbaresco 4.5. So we are still talking about a small production. And yet years to maintain always this amount of bottles. I must ask actually, during the COVID period, was that a time of difficulty maintaining the vineyards, doing the vinification and also logistically getting it outside of Italy? Yeah, Covid was a nightmare for everybody of course, but a uh, little bit less in the countryside where we have the vineyards uh, and we had a special uh, uh, possibility to continue to to cultivate because uh, the, you cannot stop cultivation, there is no other possibility. But then you are in the fresh air, you are in the middle of the nature, so it was was a good uh, situation. The problem mm. was much more commercial, was not technical for the cultivation of the vineyards, but uh, apart 2020, that was uh, you know the peak of the uh, situation where nobody uh, knew how was the development. Uh, 2021, 2022 commercial was very very positive because also people started again to to be in restaurants, in bars, and others. So the consumption was very very high of our wines. So fingers crossed, it's back to normal now. Yes, uh, we we hope so. Uh, maybe we are experiencing a little bit of uh, climate change. That is another important thing. But the only thing that we can do is to adapt. Was the harvest a little earlier with the global warming in mind this year? Uh, 2022, yes, was an extreme, extremely sunny, no rain, a little bit with extreme conditions. So that was very, very early. 2023, more regular on the production of the wine was still very very positive simply for one thing because we have more experience how to handle these extreme conditions mm. so it's not just a matter to be lucky or unlucky regarding the weather but there's yeah. still something that we can do if we have very heavy situation like hail storm late frost is nothing that we can do but just when the situation is critical we can react in a certain way and this is our job exactly sure how has 2023 been looking with some samples tested from the barrels 
Very good. We're really happy with this. The amount of rain was not huge, but was in the right time. So this was really the key point of 2023. Yeah. We work hard. Yeah. Normally, when the conditions are, uh, are good, you work less. You work half, and the result is very big. When yeah. the conditions are difficult, you work the double, and the result is half. <laughs> that is that is true. I've got so many questions to ask you. The best food pairings that you have had with Asian food, can you think of any that go well with some of the Piedmonte uh, wines that we're talking about? Uh, on Nebbiolo, normally we are talking about red meat dishes. That is really the, the right pairings. Beef, veal, uh, these kind of things. Yeah. You can s try also with uh, white meats, of mm. course. So let's say duck and uh, pork and others. A good pairing that always I suggest is with mature cheeses. Uh, regarding matches, you know, I believe that people have to feel free. It's something that you have to approach this situation in a personal, si personal way, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we have to be out of these kind of rules and saying, okay, this goes well yeah. with this and so. Um, the consortium itself, um, apart from promoting wines as you're doing now in mainland China and Hong Kong, what, what else do you do to protect the region? Are you looking out in within your group? Are the rules and regulations intact? Basically, yes, exactly. Yeah. We have two different uh, activities. One is uh, rules and regulation, management of the denomination. A denomination simply is a collective brand not owned by a single, is owned by a community, yeah. and the consortium represents this community. So how to manage the rules, according to what is changing, uh, controlling, and all this kind of thing. This is the, the main part. And then there is promotion. The promotion is worldwide. Now we are here in Hong Kong, but our wines are uh, really exported in different parts of the world. There is a, a right continuous now. exchange of uh, experiences, uh, ideas, and all these kind of things. And really, lastly, did you grow up in a family that was producing wine? Was this in your blood? Yeah, my is the sixth generation, yeah. and so my uh, business, my wine dates back to 1880. Yeah. So it's uh, you know it's part of the of the the secret of the production of our wines because families and wineries are so close together, and uh, family follow the evolution of the winery, and the winery follow the evolution of the family, in the good and the bad. You know, you have just to think about mm. generation change and all these kind of things. But this is uh, our reality. Well, thank you very much, and we wish you good luck on your uh, visits around the world, taking these wines of Northeast Italy with you. It was uh, really a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. And that was Matteo Asheri, president of the Consortium of the Borolo and the Barbaresco Alba Langa and Dogliani. And he was speaking to Andrew Dembina, our food and drinks reporter, while in Hong Kong last week.